I'm back. Hey. <laughs> Am I back? It sounds much better now. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I have my speaker on my um, computer up to like 100%. So, thing <laughs> in my ears. I don't know. <laughs> every every time I think I got one thing fixed, another thing goes wrong. And we're back. I know I'm I'm live, and I know you can hear our conversation. <laughs> John is uh, co-hosting with me for for a little while today. So John, just feel feel free to jump in before your interview time. Before we have to get <laughs> before we have to get serious and start asking okay. real questions Sounds and stuff good. here. But I'm just gonna <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just gonna talk about a few things that we have going on with the show. And of course, uh, this is March, so we have a whole new March calendar on the uh, ljdnshow.com website. So please make sure you go look at it. You'll see John there. He's going to be up there all month along with next week, which is Coffee Talk, which seems to be pretty popular. I don't like hearing myself talk, but I guess other people do. (laughs) And that's just a segment where... I do, we talk about all types of stuff. Um, it's kind of a laid back segment, and I I do it maybe once every four, uh, um, eight weeks or something like that. And then we have health and wellness coming in. Um, not health and wellness, though. We have a film producer, an actor coming in, uh, Jay Burden. He's he'll be here, and uh, he's going to join in on our talent in 10 uh, project two, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And then we have um, Dawn Causey. She is well health wellness and health expert. She's coming in and we're going to talk about some uh, diet and wellness for getting ready for the spring and the summer, which all of us end up doing after sitting around from the holidays to being snowed in, at least on the East coast, <laughs> we're snowed no in. Kidding. So when people are eating, <laughs> drinking and not getting very much exercise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's one thing about winter is it leads to even more of a sedentary lifestyle, I think. That's right. That's right. So uh, she's going to be here to talk about some health and wellness um, with us. And then last, we have uh, Sarah Loft. And as you see, I use her pillows. I pick a pillow each month in the LJD and show uh, website. She's going to be here talking about some of her designs. And she is uh, partially handicapped. So it is a blessing to be able to uh, the work that she does and to see, you know, some of the beauty in her work. Mm-hmm. And like I promote promote there's a story behind each pillow and she gives me a story each month that's real cool. fun nice. so yeah so check out the lj ljdnshow.com website on your mobile and your regular desktop um the other thing i want to talk about is the talent in 10 i need you guys i need you guys to you know give your opinions i have um so far it's just a lot of film producers that i have um a reading a book reading that's going to come up the guests have up to 10 minutes. That includes you yourself, too. If you have something, you got a voiceover, you got a song, you got a poetry you recite, or, you know, anything that can give up to 10 minutes of audio. Talent in 10, is that, that's what it's for. It's going to happen the last month, the last Monday of each month. I'll be doing Talent in 10. You can give me your write-up. Send me your MP3s. Uh, there is a promotion on it on the website. There's also also a promotion on my YouTube uh, site for it. So if it's something that you want to do, it's kind of opening you up and, and letting people hear your talent and getting an opinion because that is very important, isn't it, John? <laughs> it, well, well, it is. It, it's good to get, get feedback not only from uh, your clients or customers or even your target audience, 
But it's good to get in, especially in a case of uh, of what we're talking about here. The the listeners, that's your audience, and it's crucial to get feedback from them, and they may provide you with feedback that you may not realize or may not have thought of. But more importantly than that, they also may provide you with something, uh, a new direction, or something that they would like to see covered in one of your shows that you hadn't thought of. That's right. That's right. It's, it can be, get real cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really good to get that opinion. And sometimes we don't like what other people's opinions are, but the best That's way true. to uh, to design a with me, I design webs, and the best way I design mm-hmm. a web, my own web, my own web is to keep myself out of it. Don't when don't that's think true. about what mm-hmm. <laughs> what I would. That, do that's a that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> because what I would do is not necessarily what's going to draw your popularity or or get you growing or anything like that so it's good to get that opinion you know we all think we sound good i know when i sing i love doing karaoke i don't do it as often as i would like but i love doing karaoke and in the shower i am awesome <laughs> oh, we're all living singers in the shower <laughs> when we're alone we can sing like nobody's business i know but, you know, you put me on stage. I'm up there. I'm singing. And um, one time my husband had it recorded. <laughs> and then he played it. That was so cruel. He played it back. And I was just like, who is that? Oh, <laughs> that's said, not good. <laughs> so, it is, <laughs> so it is good to get people <laughs> people opinion. You know, like John said, and I agree. It tells you a direction to go into. Maybe they can tell you something don't know and then you never know who's listening i have had some of the uh, most unlikely people follow me in twitter you know um stars uh, uh um real mm-hmm. recording studios so you never know who's listening so now's your big chance to go ahead and do it i mean i may not be a 1077 but you know i love putting out <laughs> putting people out there giving people the opportunity mm-hmm. to do things that I, i'm reachable Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's good. That that sets you apart. Yeah. So so um, participate. Think about it. Uh, if you would like to do it or find out more information on it, go to the website. You can email me um, for more questions, or you could just go ahead and submit your uh, your uh, audio in. And remember, you have up to ten minutes. You can use the whole ten mm-hmm. minutes, or you can use uh, less than that. And uh, let's see, what else do I have to talk about? Um, pretty much that's it. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't talk about, um, well, I just want to let you know, you can contact me. You can contact me through Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Google plus I'm on, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google plus stage 32. Uh, you can find me there and on Pinterest. Um, I'm not as popular as John though. But uh, <laughs> I want to know. I want to be a part of the 500 plus connections in LinkedIn, and so that's my. <laughs> well, it's taking a long time to get there. Trust me. It, I know. I mean, I'm surprised. I think I'm maybe I'm maybe at 200. I don't even in LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the most difficult. <laughs> Uh, uh, social media account to get connected to because it's almost like they're shunning their nose at you. But you know what? I just keep on doing it. I keep on doing what I'm doing. 
Well, link, LinkedIn is a challenge for a lot of people, and and I think one of the reasons is they're just not sure. Uh, LinkedIn's been around the longest uh, as far as the networks that most people have been active on, but I think they just don't know what to do with it. Uh, it started out as a way to have your resume online, and then mm-hmm. as the other social networks came along, LinkedIn kind of jumped in and said, okay, we need to change up a little bit of what we're doing. Yeah. And I think LinkedIn, to a certain extent, has has reinvented themselves successfully in some ways, but I think they, they still have a little ways to go because uh, they're, the good part about LinkedIn is it is the professional social network. Yes. Well, that makes it a little bit harder to have the same connections because you may not necess- you may not necessarily want the same people that you know uh, laugh at your photos on Facebook to be connected with you on LinkedIn. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, but they've at least done some things recently, like opening it up to where anybody can publish, anybody can be an author, and and post a long form factor, almost like blog post on LinkedIn, and they keep doing things of that nature that makes them more accessible to mm-hmm. people that aren't just looking for a job. So, I mean, LinkedIn's getting there, but for a lot of people, it's still kind of tough to say, okay, what do I need to do with LinkedIn? So. Yeah, because it was not, it was never really open to the entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It was more open to corporate America, the fortune. It, it was more, yeah, it was more corporate America and it was more mm-hmm. uh, of people that were job seekers. Mm-hmm. Now that they have done some things with it, like being able to publish and, and having kind of their version of a news feed based on the people that you follow, mm-hmm. it's gotten more accessible, I think, to entrepreneurs and to, to just people that want to connect with others professionally to That's where right. it's not something like uh, another Facebook. So from that That's standpoint, right. I think they have made a lot of strides. And that's one of the interesting things about social media is just seeing what's going to happen next. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what comes down the pike with LinkedIn over the next, you know, 6, mm-hmm. 12, 18 months, et cetera. I, you know, I like the idea that they do differentiate differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and it's not like another Facebook because, see, every right. – I look at social networks, everyone has every, – Network has its own entity. Facebook exactly. has has theirs, and you don't want another Facebook. You have Facebook. You have mm-hmm. specific things that you go to Facebook and do, and that's what you look mm-hmm. to do on Facebook, you know. And then you have mm-hmm. your Twitter and your LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and LinkedIn is definitely more of the professional entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though my business, um, you know, I have a web business and then I have this mm-hmm. and this is more entertainment than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still professional. It's professional right. entertainment. So, you know, it opens it I can post on something uh, on there and share and share things mm-hmm. with people who who may be looking for an entertainment to listen to in the evening or um mm-hmm. you know looking for uh social media or brand building mm-hmm. advice and things like that. And I myself, unlike you, John, I'm not a professional at this <laughs> brand building <laughs> thing. A lot <laughs> I give brand building tips, but it's from my personal research. It's things that I well, read be- Go ahead. And that's a good thing because you're coming at it from a completely different experience than mm-hmm. someone like me or someone uh, with a, a completely different background. So that's that's good. Because mm-hmm. one thing that 
I try to encourage people to do if they ask me is, uh, you know, you can fall into the trap of listening to too many people, but at the same time, just like doing research for anything, you need to listen or at least read and research a broad base of people. It doesn't mean you have to listen to all of them, but it's okay to get different viewpoints and people that come at it from different perspectives because I think that's I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what I do because a lot of it I'm learning too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm learning. Now I went into to school for my master's certificate in internet marketing, but still mm-hmm. and all, be, because of the way things evolve and the innovations in social media and everything else, the new apps, the new uh, programs mm-hmm. and, and things that come out, you can never, you would have to stay in school basically yeah, because you, even this, even the stuff that I, you know, learned two years ago are not, they're not obsolete, but you don't right. you see it has evolved since then. And so it's a exactly. constant, it's a constant learning thing. It's just like being a nurse. You, most nurses, most RNs, constantly have to go to school because there's mm-hmm. always some new medical technique that's come out on how to do it. And it's the same way in the technology field. And you, and and I'm just by no means up up on everything, but mm-hmm. I do uh, read the articles. You know, now that you're a member of my diamond family, I'll be going in there looking at your articles and, uh, and mm-hmm. reading some tips that you may put out there, uh, for my listening audience too. Thank and you. for myself, cause I, you know, I, I learned that way and and the mm-hmm. audience that I have learned, I get emails from people that say, you know, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate those tips and I, I didn't know that cause not everybody got time to sit down and read certain things. And, Half the time I don't. Well, that's true. Well, that's true. And and the fact that, you know, I kind of live and breathe this, not Mm -hmm. only for myself, but for my clients, I'm immersed in it pretty much all day, every day. Most people Mm -hmm. aren't like that, Uh, whether it's somebody that is in the field of marketing or even if it's someone that uh, is, you know, just researching for the company that they work for or whatever the case may be, they are not going to spend the same amount of time that that I'm going to spend in it. So we all learn from each other, and that's that's one of the things that uh, I always try to stress or uh, I encourage others to, to think about is all of these resources are out there for you to learn from. Take advantage mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask questions. You know, get on Twitter and tweet them and ask them a question. Or, you know, if you can, send them a message on on Facebook or, or LinkedIn, or if you're on you know, Google Plus, you know, connect with them there and, and ask questions or read what they're publishing. All right. That was Sweetie Pie giving us a dose of a little commercial for you to advertise your business right here on the show. We are growing. We are growing. We are growing. I'm so happy. And uh, we are have been accepted by iTunes, okay? <laughs> they We are now downloadable on iTunes, so you can go to iTunes under the uh, Lena Jones, the Diamond Network account, and download any of our shows. It's absolutely free. Just go ahead and do it. Give us a review. Uh, Always looking for ways to um, improve uh, what we what we do here on the Lena Jones Diamond Network show. I'm here with my co-host and my guest, John Lusher. I was just telling him how excited I was. I told him I feel like a kid whose friend came over to play with him. I always think <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I look forward to hearing someone else's voice besides mine. <laughs> 
I don't mind. I am not one of those hosts that it just has to be me, me, me talking all the time. I look for space saver people to come on and and talk with me because sometimes <laughs> sometimes my talking can get a little bit crazy and mixed up, and I'm just like maybe I should take a a speech public speaking class. <laughs> So sometimes you get a little bit tired of even hearing your own voice, don't you? Yes, yes. I don't think I could do this like every every night. I would need a a crew, a big crew of people, in order to have a show every night because I'd be like, "What are we going to talk about? I don't have nothing well, to talk about." It's funny because years ago, and this is I like to say in a former lifetime because that just means that it was when I was a lot younger. Um, year, years ago, I actually was a, a DJ and worked in radio. Uh, I started when I was in, in high school literally being a DJ, you know, playing music, that kind of thing. And, you know, even some years later did some uh, fill-in work, part-time work for a news talk station. So I've kind of been you know, back and forth with, with both genres, I guess you'd say. And that's one of the things that was always a challenge of having content and having things to to talk about because when you're when you're playing music it's easy it's mostly yeah well that was you know back in the yes. day whenever we just picked the music it wasn't pre-programmed but we still had specific things to talk about the weather yeah. traffic conditions etc yeah so there were pre-filled pieces of content that you could use but at the same time I've also heard people do like morning shows or, or radio shows to where they, you can tell that they've created the content or they've pulled the content. And it's something that uh, you're right. I mean, it takes kind of an army or a staff of people yeah. to assemble enough content to be able to fill an entire show. So I, I can understand what you mean. <laughs> yes. And when you don't have that, I mean, if you know it takes a, a handful of people, just imagine less than a handful. So my, I understand. Sometimes I'm on complete burnout, you know. So I have mm-hmm. to do a, um, I have to do a um, podcast, that, you know, to kind that, of that's when a you, couple of that's weeks. When you do a best up show. <laughs> yeah, to uh, just to regroup, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. and get myself some rest because it, sure. it's very, it, it takes it's a lot. It takes a lot mm-hmm. to do and. Um, I did not expect that it would take as much as it has, and it has. But you know, I do love it. You know, I don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I do love it. It's just that it's very tiresome, and and I guess mm-hmm. as I get um, my my show grows and my finances grows, I could get someone <laughs> to help me, and I won't be as overtired as I am. But right now, it's just like, but right now you're doing it all oh on your own. God, well, I have Sweetie Pie. She's my production assistant. She helps, but uh, Sweetie Pie is, uh, well, she just turned uh, 23, so she's young, you know, Mm -hmm. so she's got this whole life going on, (laughs) and, you know, it's like, (laughs) she doesn't really feel like doing half the things that I, you know, it's like trying to explain something really, really serious Mm -hmm. to a 22, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I mean, it's a little it's a little bit of a communication gap and not on yes, purpose. Yes, yes. So if they're not on that level or looking towards that level or looking to build something of their own or looking to step into entrepreneurship at a young age, they're not really mm-hmm. trying to get. Yeah, all they want to see is where's the paycheck, 
and where's the party? <laughs> it, it, it literally is. Show me the money, please. <laughs> yeah, show me the money and show me the party. Do I have a car? Do That's I right. have a ride? And the party. So, so you know, there's not but so much uh, I can ask her to do. But I am recruiting. I think one or two more people that's going to come in and help me mm-hmm. um, voluntarily. Okay. You know, when people volunteer, you you try not to ask for too much. <laughs> so <laughs> we will see how that goes. But before we went to uh, talk about that music, I was saying that I wanted to talk to you about Google Plus. Mm-hmm. I know yep. in your uh, Google Plus account, uh, I think I'm at like maybe 1500 in Google Plus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you're at seven thousand seven hundred and fifty-two. <laughs> well, you know, it's really, it's really funny, uh, and I think it's one of the things that social media uh, even pushes us more into this this way of thinking. Uh-huh. But anytime something new comes out, for those of us that kind of live and breathe social media and marketing. Anytime something new comes out, it's the it's the shiny new object on the shelf mm-hmm. that we cannot wait to get our hands on and play with. <clears throat> well, I was that way when Google Plus first came out. Mm-hmm. It came out, and it was probably about a week before you know I got my invite to be able to join it. And for the for that week that I was waiting, it was just killing me because I I couldn't jump in and be part of it. Uh, because they were rolling it out slowly. But once I got my invite, I kind of jumped in with both feet and had a blast with it, and you know, we can talk more about it here in a minute. But the point being is I was I was part of it within about a week of it launching, maybe a couple of weeks or something. Uh, it's been a, a few years, so I don't remember exactly, but it was one or two weeks. <laughs> but for that week waiting, it was killing me because I wanted to get my hands on it. But And that, that's kind of the difference is, in in jumping in and being part of it, you learn a lot. You make a lot of mistakes, but kind of like we we were talking a little while ago uh, about uh, about LinkedIn. The longer you're there, the more of those connections and the larger the network builds up. But it that's that's the key to all of it is it takes that time, and that's kind of the hard part because it's human nature. We don't want to wait on anything. Yes. Yes. And, and you know the thing is, is that the the, the difference with LinkedIn and the Google Plus with with mm-hmm. LinkedIn when I first joined it a few years ago because mm-hmm. I've been on it for a couple of years, but for a couple of years it just lay dormant. I didn't do nothing uh-huh. with it because I didn't know what to do with it. If I wasn't looking for a job, I was trying to figure right. out why am I even here. <laughs> you why know? why am I using this or yeah. why do I need to use it? Yeah. Exactly. And then it wasn't until the, the past year that I've really started getting active on it because before I had mm-hmm. like may, maybe one connection, and that's what you know because it had laid dormant for a few years, and mm-hmm. uh, and it just started picking it up this year. And but with Google mm-hmm. Plus, it, you felt so exclusive because you had to have this invitation. <laughs> Like you said, right. <laughs> and and we all want to be a part of something that you you know that we think that we can't be. You know, you have to know somebody, or you know what I mean. It, it's mm-hmm. like you say, it is human nature to know that there's something out there. There there this there's this thing, this this thing on the internet, this entity on the website that that <laughs> you have to you know in order to be a member. That's right. Have to be exclusively invited. That's right, and I want to be part of it, and it's yeah. killing me that I can't be part of it. 
That's right. Yeah. That's so <laughs> exactly right. Mm-hmm. And when you get in there, it's uh, you know, he's like, okay, you know, what what do I do? And I say mm-hmm. that because I've heard so many people tell me in um, in email and in, in direct mail message stuff, uh, they haven't conquered G plus. They're still trying to figure it out. Now, well, and it's really yeah. it, it's funny because when it when it started and when it really took off. You had a lot of the, what I will call, well-known or heavy hitters in the marketing and, and social media realm really jump in to Google+, shout its virtues from the mountaintops. Some of them said that that was going to be their blogging platform. They were going to abandon their blog. I mean, it was literally crazy how people were going overboard with Google Plus, not that that was bad, but I think it I think it set up a lot of false expectations in a lot of people. Uh, people were referring to it as the you know Facebook killer. It was going to take the place of Facebook. And, you know, it, it was going to be this. It was going to be that. Well, it it has changed and morphed over the years to what it is now, uh, and. You know, when it comes right down to it, uh, I don't blindly recommend any social network until I really have a conversation with with someone about uh, about what their goals are and about what their demographics may be and what they're trying to achieve and how it fits into their marketing plan and their business plan. But you know, if somebody said to me, "I only have time for uh, you know one or two social networks," what would you recommend? Yeah, you know, it's hard to answer that without knowing more in depth. Would I say that they had to be on Google Plus? Eh, maybe, maybe not. The biggest advantage, bar none, in my opinion, the biggest advantage of Google Plus is the fact that it is owned by Google. Period. It helps, especially entrepreneurs, small businesses, really any business, but it helps from a standpoint of search and SEO. Um, past that point. Do you have enough time to devote that time to Google Plus? Either building up your own network and you know people in your circles and and your own base of of followers there, or the same thing for a business page. Well, not everybody has that time, so they have to kind of make that determination based again on goals and how it fits into what else they're doing. Do they want to spend that time on Google Plus, or do they want to invest that time more uh, in Twitter, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, or whatever? And, and literally, every business person or every individual, every entrepreneur, they have to answer that question separately. There's not a, a blanket answer for everybody. Uh, you, you may have more success on Google Plus than I would, for an example. You may have more success on Twitter than, than another person would. So you have to look at it individually based upon yourself and your business and the time that you have. I think Google Plus can still be very valuable for a lot of people and for a lot of businesses, uh, not only from the search standpoint but from the standpoint of building up a network. But that's something that you have to evaluate and then reevaluate as you go along. So you see, guys, why you need a consultant? (laughs) (laughs) Well, even if you don't hire a consultant, (laughs) and and I strongly encourage you to do so, but even if you don't, 
What you have to do when it comes to social media is look at it as how does this fit into our marketing plan? How does this fit into my business plan? Um, you know, does my demographic, does the target market, the niche that I'm going after, do they hang out on Google Plus? Do they hang out on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn or uh, you know whatever the, the the new flavor of the month is now as far as social networks? And it's it's a lot it's a lot more involved than I think uh, some people realize. Yeah, and you know I see that from a, a standpoint of view, like with my uh, mm-hmm. with my business, there mm-hmm. is is a completely different in my business and this show. Uh, sure. For for instance, the show is entertainment, like I had uh, said earlier, and what I what I look for on the entertainment level is listeners. I look for listeners, people that sure. to grow to grow my audience, so it doesn't have to be any specific demograph or any specific uh, race right. kind or you know um, trend. Long as they enjoy the show, they want to hear the show, right. they want to hear what's going on with it. But with my business. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. Um, True. You have to really find that interesting content to put in there that uh, specifically relates to uh, a business. And so Mm -hmm. it may not be your business, but it has to be about business because if that's Mm -hmm. what you're you're trying to build in in Mm -hmm. your uh, circle um, Mm -hmm. or your community, you have to find that content that specifically relates to that. And sometimes that's a daunting task because Mm -hmm. it's like as much as it is out there, you have the information is out there, but for some reason, you know, having to go through it and, you know, and put it in there, that Mm -hmm. is very time consuming. And it takes to to be a social media uh, consultant or a, a guru, that is within itself a job. Because well, it, 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 it is. Yeah, it, it takes time to find the type of content that would help someone's business grow. That mm-hmm. that's a time. That's a that's a job within itself. Because you really have. Well, to it is. And, uh, well, so, and, and 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 for a lot of businesses, not only do they look at hiring a consultant to kind of help them cut through the maze of social media and and formulate a plan and put a plan in place. But at the same time, they also look long-term as to whether they can implement what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I work, with a, work with a company that they produce uh, health and wellness content, mm-hmm. uh, blog posts, videos, things of that nature. And quite honestly, the, the CEO said to me, she said, we can do all of the social stuff ourselves. But mm-hmm. she said, A, we don't have the time, and That's B, right. nobody on my staff really wants to. <laughs> yes. Perfect opportunity. But but see that's how it, it that's how it flows with a lot of businesses. A lot yes. of businesses do not have the time or the expertise, or they have a marketing department that really doesn't want to fool with it, or they have a marketing department that doesn't really grasp how mm-hmm. social can be part of a marketing plan. Yes. So it it's kind of bridging that that gap or bridging that divide of of understanding the business and then implementing how social can be part of it. And you're right. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It is time-consuming. It is. And most people don't realize until they get hit deep in it, so to speak, 
how time consuming it can be. If you want to do it right, it's it's really mm-hmm. it's really time consuming. You have to find with me, I just I look for niches. I look for ways, mm-hmm. you know, uh uh scapegoats. Escape sell mm-hmm. me to be, <laughs> right. to be social at a at a non mm-hmm. at at a on a non timely basis and sometimes that's right. that's really hard to do. You know, and you don't well, want it's certain lines that you don't want to cross because you just can't go and 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 get involved with everything because before you know it, you look at your site, you you leave it for a couple of days, and you come mm-hmm. back and you got nudity all going on with you, and you're like, where did this come from? And it's because, Wait, how did that happen? Yeah, you, know, you, you 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 took your eye off for a moment, mm-hmm. and you 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 know you got tired. And you mm-hmm. went into something, or you followed something, or you connected with something that was connected to something mm-hmm. bad. And next thing well, you know, and it's and, all over. Well, it, it is, and and for a lot of businesses, and, and this is part of a, of a conversation that I, I will typically have with with a business owner, mm-hmm. is for you and the people on your staff, mm-hmm. however large the business is. How can you best serve the business and how can you best serve your clients so that you are literally performing income-producing activities? Mm-hmm. And for a lot of businesses, handling the marketing, handling the social media, handling press releases, handling stuff of that nature, and I lump you know websites in, in with all of that, yeah. for most businesses – for themselves and their staff members, they don't see those as income-producing activities. Mm-hmm. And they are or they can be, maybe not short-term, but typically long-term. But the point is, is you know, to use the old phrase, in this day and age, you still have to do those activities, your website, marketing, social media. But for most businesses, they don't see it as an income producing activity, so they would rather outsource it. They would rather bring in somebody that that's all that that person or all that that agency does is handle those tasks. So one of the great things for, for my business is with the proliferation of social media, it has led to business opportunities through these companies that just don't want to handle it themselves or they don't have the time to. And you have to be disciplined because even if you give it mm-hmm. to an employee to do, nine times out of ten, they're probably going to get bored and end up in their own <laughs> Facebook account. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if they're, if they're not living it and breathing it and passionate about it, they're probably going to get bored. They yeah. probably don't want to be part of it. You're right. That's it. You know, it, it, they, they'll get bored with it. And what you said is uh, it does all wrap up into uh you know mm-hmm. one one big ball you you mm-hmm. have to be able to uh have the resources to mm-hmm. that want to do it but see what Absolutely. what what i what I see that most businesses don't see is um not not most but a lot <laughs> that when they say well I don't see how social media can bring in like you said they don't see it bringing in mm-hmm. income, and the way it brings in income. From what I see mm-hmm. is your customer your customer base, your customer service base, because sure. social media is the best way to be in contact with your customers, you know, and that them posting what they did, mm-hmm. whether they ate at your restaurant or they used your service or they bought something mm-hmm. at your store, 
them posting mm-hmm. that on the website makes a big difference. If they you have someone that was uh, unsatisfied or you you got a mm-hmm. new say you put a new product in and you know people were using it and they go to the uh your uh you ask them to post your your reviews, post mm-hmm. what you think on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you get a lot of people to say, well they tried to use it and it was complicated, then that by itself tells the business, okay, we need to rethink the way we put this out here because everyone mm-hmm. who's uh, you know, said something about it, has said something that it was complicated to use or, or something mm-hmm. like that. And that's what's going to generate them the money. You know, mm-hmm. improving <laughs> improving their sales, improving what they have going on in their company is what's mm-hmm. going to generate your sales because the happier you make mm-hmm. your customer, the more money the customer can make. <laughs> well, 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 exactly. And, and a lot of times I, I think, businesses are short-sighted from that standpoint yeah. and they and even years ago and it, I'm going back here at least uh, close to 10 years ago uh talking with business owners uh that was questioning even having a presence online whether it was a website or maybe in being found in a website directory or whatever the case may be and and I always ask these business owners this question the exact same way. I'm like, okay, well, when you need to search for something that you don't know, where do you go to search for it? Well, the answer was the same 10 times out of 10 times. They would go online and search for it. And I said, well, see, that's just it. That's what people do whenever they need to find a business, and they may not have somebody that can refer them to an existing business, is they go online and they research. And for a business to not be found online, I mean, you're you're fooling yourself. Yes. Well, the same yes, thing applies. That is, and, and I want to – go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I, I was going to go to a break because I want to hold that thought okay. because that's that's another thing I want to ask you about as coming sure. from a consultant point. <laughs> Absolutely. Point right okay. <laughs> well, right now we're going to take another music. All the way. All right, we're back. I'm back with my co-host and my guest for the evening, John Lusher. This is Lena Jones, and you're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. And we are having some serious conversation about social media, and I hope you guys are writing down little tips and things to uh, get some good advice on what social network uh, you should be with with your business or you shouldn't be with or like John says you know uh, depending on you have to know the relevance of your business and all of that all of those things to take into uh, factor when uh, figuring out what social media and networks you should be in with your business these are good tips you need to write them down because any other time he's going to charge you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's right So you got to get these tips, and you know if you're not learning anything else, you you should be learning how time-consuming this actually is, and that you really do need a consultant. You need someone that's dedicated to doing this 24/7. I mean, I do, John. I do uh, uh, social media in my business as well, but mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't go. I'm not in debt because I don't have the time. I can, right. you know. Um, I could give 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 advice on how to do it, help you get started with it. 
but and you know and you know tell you about how you should go about growing it and that's mm-hmm. pretty much uh pretty much where you know I drop off I can help get you started <laughs> in it but then you need to go you need someone like John who this is his business his business mm-hmm. is your business and helping you grow your business on social media so when mm-hmm. so when you writing out your little budgets you <laughs> <laughs> might have to include the cost of that if that's the way you want to go because it really is one of the most inexpensive ways to grow your business is through social media you know so uh people like him that that's uh, valuable that's just a little plug for you there john (laughs) i appreciate that thank you but it's true though uh, before we had went on to a music break, I had talked about uh, wanting to discuss uh, groups and communities and how mm-hmm. that can help us grow our business when it comes to social media. I personally mm-hmm. just started a new, just started my first Facebook group uh, for the Diamond Network, which is um, my invites are only people that's been on the show. You know, I've gotten. Um, um, options or, or, or offers to invite more people in, but I want to keep it exclusive. And um, mm-hmm. in, in that, on that note, before I ask about the uh, Google Plus communities, on that note, is am I hurting my business by having a group that, that I have just specific people uh, like the guests be able to go in and post on? Does is that, uh, is that? Uh, well? I wouldn't say that you're hurting it. You are choosing to limit uh, the audience, and you're choosing to limit who has access to it. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like having a mastermind group that only certain people are allowed to be part of. Yes, it does limit as far as the sheer number of people that have access to it, but. Mm-hmm no matter what people may think, social media isn't only about a large number. It's about it's still about the connections that you can make and the people that you can become connected to and they can introduce you to. So limiting that to just the people that have been on the show may not be a bad thing because it's setting them up to be uh to be able to work together and to see what each other is you know shares in the group. And it sets up kind of that mastermind type group process, and there's not—I don't think there's anything bad about that. Mm-hmm. So, if if a person wanted to, this is not something that you would, if you have the type of business where you're you're selling, selling something or um, mm-hmm. giving advice. I mean, what what would be, what type of business would you not do a group for? Because groups can be exclusive right well you mm-hmm. i guess it depends on your settings you can make it private or you can make it public right i mean it depends if it's going to be a private group obviously that's a completely that's completely different because it's a closed group and only certain people will, will ever see it having mm-hmm. said that if it's going to be a public group it can still be very powerful because the people that are the core of the group are the ones that you kind of hand pick that start mm-hmm. the group and you can even task them with growing the group if it's an open or a public group. Um, in recent years, uh, no. I mean, Google Plus, you know, has circles, uh, or uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was communities. Uh, 
Community. Right, well, communities, but they also have, well, they've been referred to not only communities, but even the circle aspect of it has been referred to as a tribe. And I think that's a good way to look at it because oh, I, may really? want to have, wow. I may want to have somebody in there or I may want to have be part of a community or I may want to have just a circle that speaks to people in the legal profession so that mm-hmm. I am sharing information with them that is pertinent to what they do or pertinent to the type of clients that I want to reach. So mm-hmm. and kind of the same thing with, with Facebook. If as an individual you want to build up groups – based upon interests, based upon people that you want to reach, there's nothing wrong with doing it. It's 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 a different it's a different approach, but it's not a bad approach. It, it can be mm-hmm. successful as long mm-hmm. as and this is the key to it, as long as you are willing to put that time, energy and effort into maintaining that group as you go along. Okay. Okay. And that that makes sense um and I have like when I had first uh, started Google Google Plus, I actually mm-hmm. joined a lot of social media in 2011, and mm-hmm. and when I first joined, I really didn't know what to do with all of them, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> right, I understand. It wasn't until it wasn't until the last year or two that I just mm-hmm. really started, you know, to get it and figure out which mm-hmm. direction I want to take it in and which way to go, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, going to to school for internet marketing helped in that aspect mm-hmm. as well, but it just kind of mm-hmm. helped me point me into some type of direction. Like in uh, right. in Google Plus, I had created three communities that are still up. One of them is called. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta laugh at myself sometimes. One of them is called. Per- <laughs> One of them is called Perky Feet. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's about shoes. Oh, it's about, <laughs> that's okay. It's about female issues. I'm quite sure you know from the females in in your life that we all have a oh, shoe absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So this one was because I was trying to figure out, okay, what can I do to grow myself? You know, in mm-hmm. Google Plus. Right. So I said, okay, and I was looking at all these people telling you, okay, come and join my community, join my community and stuff. And then when I would go to join a community, they always had that build your own community. So I said, okay, what do I, what will I have a community about? And mine was just to pique people interest mainly, you know, I just put things that I thought was likable out there <laughs> and it would pique people interest. And right. the other one, the other one that I um, um, created was called, it's called social buds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had saw this little cartoon thing about this man holding on the computer with his hearts and says, <laughs> my, my friends are in here. <laughs> That's good. Sometimes I feel... <laughs> I feel that way, so I named it Social Buds, and I put, it, I put mm-hmm. in stuff about friends, quotes about best friends, you know, little pictures that I would find about <laughs> friends doing things. And the third one right. was called Ride Check It. Because the other one, you know, I like cars. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then I found out there's like 50 million communities about cars. So that one really hasn't mm-hmm. grown much <laughs> in, since it's been there. Now, Perky Feet is the, the mm-hmm. 
largest growing one. And it's not like, mm-hmm. I think I got maybe 125 members for that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. just, They just join on because I think it's people with foot fetish, men. And social buds, is, uh, that's in between. That's like maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 people in there. But I picked these mm-hmm. things um, to help grow um grow a community, but I don't really know what I'm growing it for. I just, you know, well, I just was so and, and, see that, years ago. and see, that's a question that, that you have to be able to answer. Uh, and, and every business has to be able to answer. Uh, they have to, every so well, before they start, but even if they've already started, every so often they need, they need to sit back and kind of ask that question is, okay, why am I growing this community? Why am I using Facebook versus Twitter versus Google Plus versus LinkedIn? Uh, why am I doing that? Who am I reaching or who am I trying to reach? And if you do that on a regular basis, you may kind of ebb and flow and change some of the networks that you're in, or you may change some of the strategy that you have as it pertains to that network. But it's, it's, like, it's like any other piece of your business. It's like a marketing plan. It's like uh, doing uh, these interviews and podcasts. Why am I doing this? What is the audience that I'm trying to reach, and am I reaching that audience? Because if I'm not, then why are you doing it? Yeah. So yeah, and it, it's kind of a – it's an evaluation and a reevaluation process as you go along. And, you know, and that's what I, I learned. I learned that a lot of stuff that I did when I first started – really getting into social media mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A, a couple of years ago. It's kind of was kind of like soul searching, you know, soul searching mm-hmm. on how to be recognized, how to get my name out there. And I read so much and I studied so much, you know, that it was just so many different things um, that, you know, now within the past uh, year or so, I begin to uh, strip. I'm starting to streamline mm-hmm. stuff. And, but what I did realize is one of the things that, uh, an article that I have read actually was about um, mm-hmm. not being so much about business, you know, being right. getting yourself laid back, being laid back, showing mm-hmm. people that you are just not about posting your business, posting your business. I mean, I do that with right, the show, right, right. but it's it's about mm-hmm. guests that's coming on the show, not so much about me. Mm-hmm. And um, right. but uh, so that's what. So you have to. How do you differentiate? that line, that fine line between constantly posting, 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 posting about your business and trying to be somewhat personal without being too too personal out there, well, putting you, out stuff that... You have to look at you know, what your audience expects, too. Uh, and that's why, that's why I will recommend typically that you have you know, for example, if you have a personal Facebook account, which most mm-hmm. people on the planet do at this point, mm-hmm. uh, that's why it's good to have a separate business page yeah. for your business. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, a, a lady that I'm, I'm working with. She owns – I mean she's a CEO, owns a company, and she's also uh, in the media enough, and she likes to talk about things, uh, entrepreneurial-type things and things apart from – her day-to-day business. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do is we decided <laughs> to set up a business page that was 
her name but as a separate business page mm-hmm. to where she could post things about, uh, you know, starting your own business and stuff that was separate from her business but still things that she was passionate about. Yeah. So you, you kind of have to separate the two, but that doesn't mean that just your business page is nothing but, you know, all business 24-7. You can still, you know, a quote graphic or a positive quote or sharing something from your personal profile over to your business page. It's okay to do that uh, every so often. You know, there's not a magic formula of whether you should do it once a week or anything like that, but you have to – you have to kind of tune into and see what what your audience wants. It's, it's like doing a, a show like this. You have to know and you have to kind of evaluate what your audience wants to see or hear. And mm-hmm. especially on social, I mean, if, if people follow me and watch what I do on Twitter, for an example, yeah, I share a lot of stuff that surrounds um, social and marketing. But I also share a lot of stuff that's completely out of the realm. And the reason being is I know that yeah. my followers are made up of people that mm, social is okay, but it's not what they are there to learn about or it's not what they that's are right. interested in. So I try that's to share right. a cross section of information uh, as well as interact with people on a personal level. But you know, to say that there's a magic formula to it, there really isn't. And the no. reason being is because – Social changes probably more quickly than any other medium out there. And what I try to impress upon any any business person is social media is just another tool in the toolbox. Right. Uh, you know, it, it has to be combined with your website and PR and customer service and what your salespeople do when they interact with your clients and et cetera, et cetera. So it's so much more than just the social piece of it, but it, it's, it literally is a lot of trying something and evaluating it, trying something else and evaluating that until you zero in on what works best. And I've had people say, well, it sounds like a lot of trial and error. I was like, well, guess what? So is business. Yes. It's trial and error. That's it. I mean, because it's not – it hasn't been it hasn't right. been around for that long to have it. Well, that's to true. Have the, that's very the true. Bible mm-hmm. on it because we're all just learning, and as we're learning, mm-hmm. there's there's all these new things coming out along with it. That's exactly so right. Are you <laughs> learning that? You're learning about these new things that that are coming uh-huh. out along with it. You know, I call it. You got to mix the salt and pepper together. And but mm. what what you said about uh, the separating the two pages, especially in something Mm -hmm. like Facebook. I am so big on that when it comes Mm -hmm. to my clients because I have people, oh, I don't want a Facebook page. I had a bad experience. Okay, so what did you have on it? You don't, if you want a Facebook page that says, Mm -hmm. I cooked, I made chicken last night and it was good, (laughs) then you need to have... Uh, I understand. Or my neighbor's dog bit me, and then your neighbor comes on and says, "Well, I bit you because you're an asshole," or something like that. Yeah. You know, then you need exactly. to have something. Then you need to have a completely different page from your mm-hmm. business. Matter of fact, have a page nobody even know. Put your business name under something else because if your customers read it, they may not want to do business with you anymore. But you know exactly. You hit that on the head so much, and I think that uh, because of things like that, Facebook has gotten such a bad rap, you know, that on the business side because people, oh, I don't do business in Facebook. Well, you're missing out. You're missing out mm-hmm. on 
on a mm-hmm. big uh, part of what you're doing. Social media is is what got this uh my show mm-hmm. to almost three thousand listeners under not knowing nobody. I'm talking talking about talking I'm talking starting out with zero. <laughs> I'm talking about with le- if you if I could say right. less than zero, I would say that, you know, and mm-hmm. and it was mainly because I started this show out of anger. I was just angry. I was angry. At, mm-hmm. I was angry at the fact that you had all these small businesses like mine, and uh-huh. I don't even call mine small. I call mine mm-hmm. mini. I call them mini businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a micro business. Mm-hmm. A micro business, yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, people with services, you know, small little mm-hmm. things. They may be uh, selling baskets out of their home and stuff, and you know you have to go and pay so much money for the, to put your your ad up on these big sites where the people mm-hmm. are not pinching to it at all. And right. uh, True. and I I just got so angry with with the whole the way that it's going. I'm like it has to change. Mm-hmm. It has to be a bit of, it has to be a better way. There has to be a way for people to tell other people about what they're doing, what their services, and, and not be charged for that. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's, that's what the Diamond Network was all about. You know, <laughs> it's you know it's it's a plug. The whole show is mm-hmm. a plug. The plug. You come that's on okay. here, you tell people about your business, you tell them how they can contact you, you answer any questions. Mm-hmm. I try to I try to ask questions from a consumer's point of view. Like I'm going to use mm-hmm. your services. You know, I try to pinpoint well, sure, questions that's, that's good. Yeah. that I would that I would want and it's promoted in mm-hmm. social media. So not only I make you feel like a star, why not? Everyone deserves to feel like a star. Why not <laughs> plaster, plaster your name up there all over social media along with the stars? Why not? I mean, who you know, people say who are you coming listen to the show, find out who it is. They might have something good for you to say. They might have a service you've mm-hmm. been looking for. You know, you mm-hmm. you never know. Um so it you know Social media is, is is such an explosive thing that when people bypass it, you know, over mm-hmm. over silly stuff, it just really mm-hmm. bugs me. But what I know well, about and, and it's something that that people the one of the biggest things that I that I try to impress upon people is you have to take a long term approach with yes. social media. <laughs> with marketing, with marketing your business, with running your business. It has to be a long-term approach. It, it, I mean, can you, you know, jump in and get started in social and it be paying dividends and you're getting clients from it in three months or six months? Can it happen? Absolutely. No. Is that going no. to be the norm? Absolutely not. Uh, because, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I was having a conversation with a friend on on Twitter, and she said something about the fact that she's never gotten any business off of Twitter. And I said, "Well, that's funny because I said every, almost every piece of business, every client that I have started out on Twitter." Mm-hmm. And I said, "I don't know why the difference is. I mean, her business is a, is a little different, so that may be part of it." But I said, it, "It's it's something that this has been a long term process for me. I mean, I've been on Twitter since." The first year that Twitter was out there, which I think was '08, maybe wow. '07, '08, somewhere around that's, there. That's I mean, investment. And, that's and, investment. Well, that's just uh-huh. it. And and I literally have been on Twitter. I mean, with the exception of you know taking a day off here and there and vacation stuff like that, I've literally been on Twitter every single day since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that I've 
have that much to say. A lot of it is interacting with and talking with friends and, you know, talking with people that I've built this relationship with on Twitter. But the largest client that I have today, we started out talking on Twitter. Hmm. We would occasionally retweet each other. We'd say hi every so often. And after a few years of that, uh, we started talking business, and she said, I've been watching you. Yes. And she said, that's why I reached out to you. Well, that's the whole key is the fact that you are investing in something that will probably be and should be long-term. So you have to take more of that long-term view than, okay, I'm on Twitter this week. What do I expect next week? Uh, I mean, it, it has to be a longer-term thought process, That's not it. only not only in social but just in marketing. Mm-hmm. It has to be a long – I mean, yeah, you can make a short – I mean, you can make a big splash in a short amount of time, but you have to look at it long-term. That's right. And it, and and that's so true. That is so true. It it you know, we naturally in today's world want everything to happen quick, 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 quick. You know, exactly. And, uh, and I think that's and, part of the problem. Yes, and but with this social media thing, even though it's now and it's today and it's trendy and all those things that it fits into that category, it's long it takes a long time it's not something mm-hmm. that's not like you said some people exactly. they go in there and they get instant success mm-hmm. even if you have that instant success how do mm-hmm. you keep keep that instant success i mean if you're not justin bieber you know right. how do you yeah, if you're not famous or beyonce yeah <laughs> how do you you know you keep because you put out something right. people are like oh wow and everyone jumped to and you got all these things and mm-hmm. then they got then they got bored with it as we usually uh-huh. do. And next thing well, you know, yeah, they, if, they if started, you're not, they if you're not famous or infamous, that's right. Yeah, and that's what, I, that's what I try to tell people to be guests on this show. You know, like people like yourself, mm-hmm. have I have a hard time getting them to be guests on the show because mm-hmm. they feel that they are in some type of, I don't know, <laughs> that they're some type of stars or something that they can't come on. So I'm always... I'm always humble when I when someone like you, like in Twitter, you're just uh, I, I don't know if that's 24 million. I don't know, I don't even know what the number is. It's 24k <laughs> or something. Okay. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's over 24,000 so uh, followers, I, and yeah, it's not something that I pay right. But it's not something I pay any attention to because it's been there for so long, and it's just it's just it's part of it's part of my business. It's part of my process now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I really don't even think twice about it. But you have some people that do, and you know, when I try to contact them to ask them to come on the show, you know, I get nothing from them. You know, so mm-hmm. I, it makes it it makes it difficult. And someone's like, "You're not a star." Mm-hmm. Um, if I hadn't stumbled across you, I wouldn't know who you are. <laughs> I mean, millions. There's billions of people in the world. You know what I mean? Well, there's so many of the bigger names that don't respond and don't reply back. And there's a gentleman that, uh, I mean, I follow and I'm friends with him on on Facebook. And, and, you know, he writes a lot and he's immersed in this as well. His name is Daniel Newman. And he wrote wrote an article, a blog post that basically said, I mean, he did an experimentation for a few weeks where, and, you know, he's got some 
pretty decent numbers himself. I mean, he's he's widely known in in our in our realm, I guess you would say. And he made it a point for a period of a few weeks. He tried to tweet and comment and reach out to some of the quote unquote superstars of social media and marketing. Mm-hmm. And some of them responded, most of them did not. And basically, his blog post was, you're not that important, get over yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. When you get to the point <laughs> to where you cannot respond and reply to somebody, uh, uh, then basically you need to evaluate what you're doing. That's it. And that's I have it. to agree with him. I, I, I mean, you know, the it's like the old adage. It's like talking about famous people, and it's still true. You know, the, the superstars of marketing and social media and, you know, uh, the Justin Beavers of the world, they all put their pants on the same way that the rest of us do. That's right. And it, it, needs to, it needs to be realized. Like, I feel uh, my schedule is so, is so crazy that lots of time I have this thing that I love to reach out and to replies and mentions and all this sort of stuff. But. Like lately, in the past uh, couple mm-hmm. of weeks, it's been almost impossible to do. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. time, and it's something mm-hmm. that's so that's so personal to me that I don't mm-hmm. really want anyone else to do that. You know, though. You know, when people sent me a reply, they sent it to me, and I can't. That other person don't know my mind, so they can't very well respond for me so and so then i get to feel like well i'm hoping that they don't think that i'm getting a superstar attitude because that's so far from my right now if i don't have time i just don't have mm-hmm. time and when i can get to some i will you know i get to some well but, I but, but there's a difference between not having the time and thinking that you're above and beyond responding to people yeah. i mean we we all have that I'm too busy, and we all have, you know, conversations that kind of slip through the cracks. I mean, it happens as we get busy and stay busy. But at the same time, there's a difference between that and just not responding to people. And, you know, Daniel's point that he was making for, you know, about some of these superstars, so to speak, is they've gotten to the point to where they don't reply to the little people or they don't reply to people that they see as little people. And he said, you know, that's basically going against the grain. And that's going against what social is about and marketing is about and, and all of that. And I have to agree with him. It is. It, it is. Because these are the people that it wasn't for these people, you wouldn't have the numbers that you have. You know, that's um, exactly you know, right. Unless you went that's out and exactly bought right. those, unless you went out and paid for that's those right. numbers. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's the other thing. I mean, you don't, you don't want to buy, buy your followers. Uh, it yeah. takes a while to build up your followers. It takes a while to build up that base. But you want to do it genuinely. You don't want to be somebody that is fake and buy, buy the followers because sooner or later it will come back and haunt you. You won't have a true community. Or it will be like uh, here recently Instagram went through and cleaned out a bunch of fake followers and spam followers. Yeah. And it's there were accounts. There's an account that I know of. Uh, that I have worked with, I don't work with them now, but they lost, they lost 50,000 followers. Yep. That, and and they're doing they that now. I did, a, I did a show about that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. right. So, I mean, That's you, right. you want to be genuine and you that. want to take your time to build your community. Don't, don't try to do it overnight. And, and you're right, you know, not 
trying to plug myself because I, I typically don't plug myself. But if it's beyond your realm and beyond your expertise and beyond what you have time to do, hire somebody. That's the, mm-hmm. that's going to be the best use of your money versus trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah, and you know what makes me feel good? What makes me feel good is that when I really started getting uh, building on on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, wasn't until mm-hmm. um, about a year, uh, almost two years ago, and mm-hmm. um, what makes me feel good is those people that have that I was with that followed me mm-hmm. back them they still they they have remained loyal absolutely and every yep. every so often i'll get a reply or a mention in my email from one mm-hmm. of them that i hadn't heard from ages <laughs> i call them classic diamonds okay you're a classic <laughs> exactly. diamond yeah. you know you've been around you know and there's a difference mm-hmm. between not um not being there and and then just right. And, and following exactly. as to unfollowing. But we're going to talk about that. We've talked about Google. We've talked about LinkedIn. We've talked about Facebook. The last one we haven't hit is Twitter. So we're going to hit that right after we come back. Right now we're going to listen to Cohen. Welcome back with my guest, uh, John Lusher. Uh, we're going to do some talking about Twitter for just about five minutes more, and then we're going to let him go because he has other obligations. And I have to read off my new followers list. Okay, now John We've discussed everything um, Well, not everyone, but the main Social networker Mm -hmm. So now let's talk about Twitter just a little bit Now Twitter Twitter seems like the easiest Thing to follow And they they are now um, um, Merging with Google Are going to merge with Google For their indexing I read some article Mm -hmm. about something like that Did you read about that somewhere? Absolutely. What what is yeah. going on is uh, now Google will start indexing your tweets and making them searchable, which is huge for for yes. people that spend time and have a Twitter presence because it'll help from a, a search and an SEO standpoint. So it's just another plus from the standpoint of being on Twitter. Now I like to Twitter is kind of that more, and I've uh, heard it referred to, and I've even referred to it this way myself. It's it's kind of like a a chat room on steroids because you have you know different <laughs> conversations and different people to talk to. And that's an accurate description, but it can also be a terrific search tool. And if someone doesn't really want to spend a lot of time on Twitter and they don't want to invest the time that it takes to kind of build up that community on Twitter, you can still use it effectively for your business because the search feature on, on Twitter is phenomenal. You can search by keyword. You can search by uh, a hashtag and a keyword. You can search by trending topics. Uh, you know, for example, if you're in the insurance industry, you can search on auto insurance or homeowners insurance or life insurance or disability insurance. And the nice thing about that is when you do that search, and you can do this without even having a Twitter account, but when you do that search, it brings back all of the tweets related to whatever you're searching parameters were. So even if you don't want to, you know, spend time day in and day out being on there and talking with people, you can still use Twitter effectively from that standpoint. But one thing that, uh, I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, I've been on Twitter since, uh, yeah, I think the year that it started, uh, myself and one other lady that I know, we're friends and we actually do some work together. We were two of the first people in Virginia with a Twitter account. 
Uh, really? Not that that's really uh, <laughs> it's not a magic monitor that's going to get you much of anything, but still, it's yeah. it's something that it's an investment of time, just like the other social networks. But it can really pay off dividends from the standpoint of establishing yourself in this online world. And I've got I've got a lot of friends on Twitter. I mean, we started out talking on Twitter. We've met in real life. We've referred business to one another. Uh, we've developed relationships over the years that, to me, are as close as you know relationships of people that I've known for 30 years. So it can be a very effective tool like the other platforms can be, but you have to decide how you want to use it. Do you want to be out there talking with people and on Twitter every day? Do you want to use it to, you know, uh, to maybe search for things that you want to read about? Uh, do you want to use it for, for trending topics? Um, Twitter has become an excellent source of, you know, in the moment or at the moment breaking news. So it offers a lot of things other than just getting on there and talking. So it's something that if if your listeners are unsure about Twitter, you know, sign up for an account and just spend some time. You know, I like to tell people when you first join a social network, kind of be a voyeur. Just go out there and watch. See what other people are doing. Uh, see what is going on in uh, uh, in their world. You know, see what they're talking about. And that way you can see if it's something that's advantageous for you or if it's something that you may not want to spend your time on right now. But I would encourage people if they haven't signed up for a Twitter account to at least, you know, at least try it and see. Now, right quick, how important are hashtags? Because I love hashtags. <laughs> uh, hashtags are very important, and here's why. It groups conversations together, uh, and it could be hashtag social media or hashtag winter or hashtag snow, since that's what the East Coast has been dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's great from the standpoint of being able to search and find all of the tweets that mention that hashtag, as well as not just on Twitter, but they can be useful on Google+. Plus. Uh, within the past year or so, uh, you know, they were made available to use and searchable on Facebook as well. So hashtags started on Twitter and will probably always live and have a larger audience on Twitter, but they're also used across other social platforms. And when you go to search.twitter.com, I think it's still that URL, to where you can search conversations, even if you don't have an account, you can search by hashtag and find out what everybody is saying about a specific topic. And literally, you can just sit there and read and read and read and read. Even if, if you don't want to join the conversation, you can still find out a lot of information. That's good. And this is TJ Praise with Time to Fly. <laughs> See you next Monday. See you in the network. It's in defeat that we constantly walk with our heads down. It's when we receive victory that we praise Him with our hands lifted up. But it's during those moments of worship when we're ready to receive something new that we stretch our hands out and we learn to fly. It's time to fly, everybody. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's get it. No more cheese. I don't want another fall No more taking penalty because of many false calls Touch the ground many times I want to touch the sky I won't walk, won't fall Now it's time to fly No more cheap thrills I don't want another fall 
don't know what's taking penalty because of any false calls. Say the ground many times, I want to touch the sky. I won't walk, won't crawl, now it's time to fly. The best way to prove faith is simply taking the leap. To be above, not beneath, keep me off my feet. I'm throwing different words now because I'm willing to reap. The Holy Spirit full of fire got me feeling the heat. No, I can't sit still because it's moving my phone. I'm unashamed in my dance like I'm grooving alone. I'm going to give God praise if I do it alone. He's going to be my power source before I pick up the phone. Working 12 hour days, he would keep me awake. Would give me strength to push through when I would skip on the break. Then it was more work, coma, I didn't think I could take. But when it's yoke on my life, I will carry the weight. My life is bought many tests that have bought me stress. But with the praise on my lips, I can break the press. I keep my eyes to the hills, put my problems to rest. And now I prophesy for many, get my day to success. The war cheese thrills, I don't want another fall. No more taking penalty because of many false calls. Touch the ground many times, I want to touch the sky. I won't walk, won't crawl, now it's time to fly. No more cheese thrills, I don't want another fall. No more taking penalty because of many false calls. Touch the ground many times, I want to touch the sky. I won't walk, won't crawl, now it's time to fly. Everybody close your eyes, say time to fly. 